What time got away from us, huh? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> two minutes. To, <laughs> the show ended two minutes early. That's not no, normally. Uh, that Norm- doesn't normally happen. No. Well, <laughs> how does all that happen? Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of a different show tonight. Yeah. I've uh, got some things up and coming, and uh, Adam's going to keep you tuned in right here uh, after our show. Make sure you stick around for sessions. Adam's got a big power pack show Yep. Uh, with nothing but Michigan-made music. Uh, but we had a visit from an organization, and we had a phone call with Father John. It's just been an uplifting kind of night, so we're going to kind of let Jesus take the wheel here with <laughs> Father John. Then we're going to be talking to Project Brotherhood Resolve. Yeah, so we look forward to hearing from you folks, uh, and uh, here we go. Solid State Radio. Well, hello, boys. How are we tonight? My goodness, Father. We're so happy to hear from you. Adam's world's upside down. My my health is a little bit gone a little bit sideways, and and uh, we got so much going on, but we're trying to be better people, and we always know that we can count on you to help us. Oh, my boys, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Well, I'll definitely keep you in my prayers tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Throw the lions in there, too, will you? Oh, heaven forbid. I'm so excited. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tomorrow night, boy. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the one time we're all hoping for a Hail Mary. Yeah, well, a Hail Mary from the lions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, they're down by seven. You know, they're 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 supposed to be uh, uh, down by seven points, but I think they're going to make it. Oh, I feel very confident. I've been praying about them. I think it look. I think it looks good. The Lions are yeah. one of those tenacious teams that yeah, they uh, they don't. They, I don't think they really look at the odds. They have grit, so the towel says. That is, I saw that. That's great. I love that. Grit. Yeah. That's got to be something to give you a little little positive thought. Yeah. Well, we got a group coming in tonight, Father. Okay. They're uh, called Project Brotherhood Resolve, and uh, they're a charitable organization that help homeless uh, uh, veterans. veterans with homelessness and uh, suicide prevention. Oh, wow. That's a wonderful organization. Yeah, yeah, they do. They they do a lot of good, and we're gonna try to help them out. We got a charity event coming up here in a couple weeks, uh, here locally. So we're gonna talk with them about their organization, and and we're gonna try. We're we're. You've had an impression on us, Father, and we're just gonna try to do more for the community. There's no humor tonight. There's nothing funny. We just want you to know that we appreciate you, and that starting out this year, that we're turning over a new leaf on your behalf. Oh. Why, thank you, boys. I'll be keeping you up in my prayers for that as well. We appreciate that. No promises. We might be back on the road to ruin next week. <laughs> you know the two of you, it's a very good chance of such. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all right, Father, we should probably let you get out anyhow. We just wanted to give you a quick update, and we appreciate hearing from you. And we thought you should know that uh, everything you do isn't uh, falling on deaf ears. Well, good. That makes me feel good inside. And you know, I'll be singing the prayers for all those veterans. Over oh, man, they've kept us all free and safe. Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're the foundation of a wall that protects us near and far. And uh, it's our turn to try to help them out if we get a chance. 
All right. Well, that's wonderful. Will you boys have a good night? You as well, Father, and go Lions. Thanks, Father. Good night. Go Lions. He is all kinds of excited about that Lions game, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. Who is it, though? I've seen so much Honolulu blue and silver uh, that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. No, I, I am stoked about it. I don't know if you saw. They actually adjusted the schedule for General Motors uh, so that they can watch the game. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking thousands of employees. They're like, well, we're just going to shut down the production line. <laughs> we know you guys are going to call in anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. You know, I think they're like, well, so... So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we got a little bit of a different night uh, tuned up for you here. Um, We're going to spend some time with the uh, group from Project Brotherhood Resolve. Uh, They're an excellent organization who help the men and women who have arguably written a blank check, signed a contract for a blank check uh, to give their lives and their livelihood and their families uh, just to provide and save our country. In, in our freedoms. Uh, so the, the least we could do is give back to them and work with an organization. So here is our conversation with Joe, Jolene, and Katrina from Project Brotherhood. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back. This is We're here with uh, Adam and uh, myself. We've got Jolene, Katrina, and Joe uh, in studio tonight from Project Brotherhood Resolve. You guys want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got involved? Uh, I'm Joe. I'm the uh, president and founder. Um, I got involved in, or I started Project Brotherhood Resolve uh, after a soldier that I had deployed with back in uh, 2003 and four uh, committed suicide and felt the need to do something. Um, you know, God's blessed me with a lot and uh, some free time here and there. So um one of the warriors ethos in the army's creed is i will never leave a fallen soldier and kind of took that and ran with it and that kind of what project brotherhood resolves inception came from so so now you started this and and it hits home to you because you served with someone who actually had yes okay yeah a few (laughs) a few a few okay not just one but yeah yeah, so this really hits kind on you. Of, it's, uh, it's not just a charity organization to you. No, it's not. It's just not. something it's, extra. It's kind of ironic that we're doing this interview today. Actually, one of the uh, soldiers I was with in Afghanistan, I was with his brother on the first deployment. Uh, today is his anniversary. So, yeah. So it's, it's a meaningful a day. Yeah. Outstanding. And Jolene? Yeah, I started with uh, Project Brotherhood a um, little over a year ago. I met Joe at uh, volunteering at another veterans event. And I grew up with a World War II Korea veteran. Um, it was rough at times growing up. Um, he had a, was wounded in both wars, but the PTSD was a lot to take in, especially growing up. So um, when I found out what Project Brotherhood was about, um, it was always a passion to be understood. And I kind of wish my dad would have had a little bit more of that understanding and compassion so that's kind of where my passion with project brotherhood yeah because when you're when your father was around and, and he was involved people really didn't recognize ptsd they didn't they just they thought wow if these guys are tough enough to hop on a boat or go into a foreign country into a jungle or ride an airplane in the belly of an airplane over an ocean in i don't mean a 747 i'm talking a gunner they figured if they were tough enough for that, they could 
they could be tough enough to deal with a nightmare. Is that kind of the perception that what happened? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He, my dad was a paratrooper, 82nd and 101st Airborne. Um, he was a master jumper, and he definitely seen a lot firsthand. So it crept up on him a lot. So from time to time, you just didn't know when it was going to hit. And, and it affected the family and everybody else. Definitely. And they called it shell shock back then. Right. And there really wasn't any treatment except for just deal with it. All right. Now, Katrina. Yes. Where do you fit into the equation? Um, I've been with Joe. It'll be two years in June. Uh, my dad was a retired chief from the Navy. Most of my family's been in the military. Um, my dad's actually buried out at Holly National Cemetery along with my uncle and some other family members. Um, I was just scrolling through Facebook, saw they needed a treasurer, and got right involved and did the meeting, joined the board, and been nonstop go since. So now as you guys do this, you do your different events. We've got one coming up here at Tilted Access on February 14th. All right. And so that event, from what I understand, uh, paint and sip or is yep, that sip and paint. Sip so and sip paint. and paint event, uh, February fourteenth. We're doing it from five to seven. Uh, it's twenty five dollars a ticket. You get a free glass of wine uh, to start you off. You can, you know, yeah, enjoy yourself as anyway. much as you want after that. <laughs> uh, the kitchen's going to be open for it as well. Uh, there's going to be an army, uh, art, army veteran artist. Uh, that we've used before in different events. Her name is uh, Denise Metivier from uh, St. Clair Shores. She's our guest artist. She's going to be out there, you know, guiding the event as it goes through. Um, we, we're looking at about 50 seats. We're about 10 filled right now. So obviously we've got a couple more weeks to go. So there's a lot of room. Um, good event to come support the veterans. Um, that's what we do, financial assistance for uh, veterans that, you know, are struggling. So... Um, pretty easy event, laid back, fun, fun to hang out with spouses or whatnot, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, come out, paint, drink, help veterans, take your painting home. So you is know. it kind of like a uh, still life? They're, they're going to have something there for you to paint, or is it just kind of free for all? Paint whatever you want. Uh, probably going to have a paint, paint like a example of, you know, a, a still like you just mentioned out there and people can, you know, put, put either their own twist to it or whatever they, they want. So they need a new so. mo nude model. I'm available. I, I see you got a good physique for that, so um, I, I don't think we can get that license quick enough, though, because or any, that much paint. That much paint. That's right. That's, I don't think there's a canvas big enough that right now that we could do at that spot. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Adam and I have a face for radio and a physique to fit. I see that. <laughs> so no, that, that's quite a bit. So now we're going on how many years with the organization? Uh, so March, uh, March of 2016. So uh, what are we now? Nine. Yeah. Am I? Yeah, right, eight, right. eight years this year, it yeah. sounds like. But we're coming up on yeah. eight years. Yeah, well, eighth year and then ninth ninth annuals for our events, obviously. You know, you got to add the plus one for that. Keep forgetting that sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah, this so is now, our what first are some year. annual events that you do? Because this, uh, this one sounds new to me. I don't yeah, know that you've done this Yeah, Sip and Pain is our first year that we do out here. The very first event that's been going on, actually two events that have been going on since 2016 are... Uh, the Thanksgiving dinner in November that we do free for veterans and families is the uh, Saturday before Thanksgiving. And where's that at? We do that at the VFW in Lapeer, so we do a lot of events with the VFW. Okay. So you're going to hear us mention that. Um, the other one is our 23-mile uh, suicide awareness walk. So uh, some folks may remember us calling it um, 
uh, Ruck for the Fallen, but then we found out there's an organization in Texas that named itself that, and me and that gentleman kind of, you know, spoke. And sure. uh, <laughs> so we changed the uh, name. One year it was called Veteran Suicide Awareness Walk, and then uh, we kind of branded it to Project Brotherhood Resolve. Now it's, uh, it's labeled uh, PBR Walk for the 22. So we start off at the Orion Veterans Memorial, which is down in M24 in Lake Orion. And we walk about 23 and a half miles up to the Lapeer VFW on M24. Wow. Um, yeah, we've, we've had up to 150 participants, uh, walks and volunteers. We've had uh, Lapeer County and Macomb County Young Marines. Uh, last year, we had the uh, Civil Air Patrol unit from here uh, join the Youth Challenge. We usually in, uh, do a Youth Challenge to get the youth programs involved. We do a Gym Challenge as well. Uh, to get you know those guys that work out to see if they're actually fit or not, and uh, they uh, yeah, because twenty three miles is a hike. Yeah, twenty three uh, miles is a hike. And I, what, I what had a hard is, time getting Adam to do five, uh, and well, we had beer at the end of the. Right. I mean, that was there was we had like a flag at well, the end that we were trying to well, capture. Well, that's that's why we have chase vehicles. You know, the the event is twenty three and a half. Uh, we encourage anybody to try to finish as much as they can. Uh, we don't encourage people to overdo it. You know, we don't. We, we usually have uh, Lapeer EMS donate a, uh, an ambulance for us, which is awesome, and, and EMTs. Um, we haven't had to use them once, which, you know, thank God for that. Um, and um, we encourage people to push themselves as, as much as they can, but we also encourage them to, you know, if, if they feel that they've hit the wall, and I'm talking about the wall, there's like two walls that you hit. If they hit the wall, then, you know, get to the next aid station or call one of us. We'll come pick you up and take you back to the vehicle or take you up to the VFW. Um, so to to, uh, to talk a little bit more about the wall, so um, the human capacity is a lot more than one thinks they are able to achieve. Um, you know, quitting is a habit. Usually if you start quitting at something, you, you're, you're just going to develop that habit that once you get tired – that, you know, you need to rest instead of moving on and, you know, building yourself up. And um, I've, I've done the walk the first three years, and then the last couple of years I've had to volunteer because we were short on volunteers, and then we had new staff, so I needed to kind of guide everything instead of be involved. But um, I've, it's, it's gotten the, – the first year it was it was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> we did it back in August, and uh, we went from the VFW down to the memorial – which which wasn't bad. What was bad is the end of it. Uh, we didn't have a place that had any kind of accommodations. You know, the memorial for all was these just tired a, people, yeah. right? So there was no like, you know, we had drinks and everything, but there was you no know facilities, yeah, stuff no like that, right? Sit. Yeah, and uh, it it the the weather it was it was you know anybody that's out there in the Marine Corps, Army, um, Air Force just walk around anyway. Navy just walks around the <laughs> boat, but. Um, uh, taking the dig over here, but anybody who's like you know been out on actual ruck marches, you know when it when it sucks, it sucks. It rains and everything happens. And well, unless uh, you're somebody special, if you're in the navy, yeah. you're not going on a ruck march. No, no, you're just walking around <laughs> the aircraft. You got to, There's only one guy it, that I know, know that can do that, right? <laughs> Goggins. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we we started walking. It was it was uh, it was drizzling, and we got 10 miles down the road, which is right Pratt Road and M24, and, you know, it, it sun came out, and then all of a sudden the humidity went up. Yeah. 
And then we got down by Myers, and the clouds came up, and literally torrential downpour. It was Lieutenant Dan moment, you know. All of a sudden, <laughs> it started raining, you know. And, like, literal torrential downpour to, to the point where it created puddles and cars were just coming up and, you know, play just splash, splashed you, yeah. the passenger, right? So uh, we're getting splashed, but um, we made it down there. We finished up. We started with about 50. We finished with about 25, I think, 25 or 30 that completed them. And one of them was actually a 16-year-old kid, and this kid would not quit, like when I tell you would not quit, I mean he was he was like if 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 it got to the point where he was gonna crawl the finish, he would have crawled the finish. He would just not quit. Uh, so me and uh, at at the time it was my the one one of my uh, company commanders when I was still in the guard was actually doing it. Me and him stayed back, and we were kind of guiding him. You know, like hey, slow your pace down, don't beat your feet too much, take your time. We're gonna get there, kind of thing. And we finally got there and. You know, it was a good feeling to finish. And then the following year when I did it, uh, we walked the other way around. We figured out that's a better route. And so we started down in Lake Orion, walked up to uh, the uh, the Lapeer VFW. And when I got to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings here in Lapeer, that's when I hit the wall because I had a red light. You know, I had a good pace. I was still walking. I was still moving. I hit the red light. I stopped, and, like, my body just said no. And, you know, I was like, I'm not I'm not that far. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to be that guy that, you know, quits two feet away from the end line, you know, 10 yards away from the end zone. You don't score a touchdown. Right. Don't do that to us, Lions. Um, <laughs> so it, it just it just it's a change in mentality. Every a lot of people tell you that you need the motivation to do something. And uh, that's bullshit. Um, motivation is just an excuse people use not to do things. It's a matter of will. If you if you will to do something, you'll do it no matter how you feel and how motivated you are and how tired you are. You'll get up and do it. And at that point, it was my my, my it was my strategy. I call it left foot, right foot, and that's it. You just take a step. And you you, you listen to a lot of those like special forces training, Navy SEALs, and all that. And it's not about the finish line. It's about the next minute. Right, a lot of people that quit are usually focused on the last day, getting to the finish line right now. And what you need to focus right now is that next step you're going to take. Now, do you use that when you're helping the veterans that you guys work with in your organization? Do you use that kind of mentality as far as? Yeah, we we take we take steps. You know, I mean, we're in a position right now where there's a veteran that we can't fully help. You know, because we're. Uh, down on finances. Uh, so if you're listening, we need money. Uh, so how do I mean, people just donate to put it, if they can't? Uh, so um, they can go to projectbrotherhoodresolve.org, donate that way, or they could find us on Facebook, send us a message. Uh, they could donate that way. We take cash check. Uh, we do Zelle, uh, Venmo, PayPal. We haven't quite cash app. We're not that cool yet. Um, so it's just too too many different, you know, uh, Hoops to jump through. Yeah, well, uh, not just hoops. It's like tracking, you know. I mean, yeah. it, I got to the point, like Katrina was telling you guys uh, in her introduction that, you know, she saw that we needed a, a treasurer and she joined the board. Um, I was doing all three positions for quite some a few years. And I have a regular day job. I got into real estate. And I'm doing this as a volunteer. And it just, you know, it was just taking too much time. And I pretty much... 
uh, came up and it was an ultimatum at that point. And it was like, hey, if, if nobody wants to do one of the other jobs, this will be the last year. Yeah. Actually, it would have been the last month because, like, I gave them, I gave everybody 30 days. I'm like, we got 30 days to find someone. And if we don't find someone in 30 days, we're going to go into our bylaws and we're going to execute our, you know, closeout uh, section, you know. And Katrina chimed in. So it's like, all right, took some, took some, uh, you know, uh, weight off of me. Obviously, you know, she's been doing a great job keeping up. She's still learning on a lot of things because, you know. You need it a certain way. So, um, but yeah, to come around, it's like you you have to because we don't want to we don't want to tell somebody no when we can help them one way or another, but we don't want to leave people hanging at the same time. So that's why we partner up with a lot of organizations around the community. Uh, you know, they feed us veterans. We feed them veterans as well sometimes if we can't. You know, Lapeer County VA, uh, VFW, Habitat for Humanity, Love Inc. Uh, the legions, stuff like that, you know, strength of numbers. Now, do you work outside of Lapeer County, or is it only uh, in No, we County? work, we, we honestly, we don't have borders, Okay. per se. Uh, most of our work is uh, within Lapeer, Genesee, Oakland. Uh, we've gone out to Illinois. We've gone out to South Carolina. We've reached out to, uh, I think it was Arizona. So it's a matter of need and people that know about us and whatnot that will reach out and help. And if there's a help, I mean, you know, just because we're we're Lapeer-based doesn't mean that we need to just help in Lapeer. There's sometimes uh, veterans outside of the state within the country that need our help, and we're the only ones that can help. Um, now, what kind of help do you guys offer? We, we talked about some of this early on, but what kind of assistance do you offer to veterans? Yeah, primarily financial assistance. That's okay. what we do. So we're here. So if they're to behind be, on their house payment or their car payment or they got payments, medical payments, bills, car payments. Uh, we don't really touch medical bills because okay. uh, credit thing. You know, I have some medical bills and they're just hanging out on my credit right now, right? Like whatever, nobody. Yeah. Um, and unless it's like an emergency, something that somebody needs a medical treatment that needs to be paid first or something like that, but. Uh, we've helped out with some child support issues uh, to make sure the veteran doesn't lose custody. Sure. And, uh, you know, that that's a, that's a whole other one-whole-day segment if you want to sit here and talk about my opinion on the child support oh system goodness. here in this yeah. country. But um, Now, do you guys ever, and this can be addressed to any of you, <laughs> do you ever hear anything back from the people that you help? A few yeah. we have, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so their families or them directly, or how does that work? And that's Jolene. Yeah. A little bit of both. Um, you know, we've heard back. They've come to, like, our veterans' dinner, you know, and they're always very thankful because, I mean, if not, if we weren't able to fill in that gap, you know, who knows where they would have ended up at the point. So, so it that's what comes it comes circle. down to. Have yeah. you ever had anyone who maybe you had to help maybe in the infancy of the program but then later on or down the road they actually come back and they help out other people yeah yeah we've we, we always have that we always got people that want to you know either donate back or we've had people that actually helped us sell our raffle tickets uh which help us run the program uh, so that way any donations that we get go to help veterans uh we're structured in a certain way so that way we make sure uh we don't intermingle finances per se right so um right. i could cover that later but um yeah we've we've had veterans come back we've had great success stories with veterans uh we we had a so so to go back and kind of cover uh 
what I was talking about where we don't work with borders. Um, also, I need to note that we don't look at uh, discharge type either. So that's one thing that makes us unique as far as a veteran assistance organization. Uh, the reason I chose that is because I've seen it happen myself where uh, soldiers got slammed and, you know, we call it UCMJ, which pretty much, you know, you get uh, some kind of legal action against you in the military. Um, short for Uniform Court of Military Justice. So, um, you know, they get UCMJ'd for something that, you know, they got caught doing, unfortunately, and everybody else does but never got caught, right? Or uh, somebody in their chain of command doesn't really like them and they just set them up for failure or they wait for that one moment to take advantage. And now you completely destroyed that soldier's life because, you know, if you if you take a less than honorable discharge, anything that is less than honorable, so dishonorable or anything like that, you take it out in the civilian world, there, there's a 90% chance that a lot of people are not going to hire you because they're it's just going to look at that word under type of discharge and they're going to judge you based on that. So it could have been something, you know, you did something stupid. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's just that one thing and somebody just slams you for it. You know, I mean, we've we've all been in a situation where we've done something stupid. And yeah. had, had we been caught, you know, it would have been bad. But Look at the people were, that have been held as hostages yeah. in other countries yeah. because they went out and got drunk one night and had an argument with a law enforcement yeah. officer in another country. Yeah. You know, that might be normal in the United States, but you I do mean, that in another country and all of a sudden... Well, yeah. You, yeah, you know, you, you know. go, you go, you go to another country to play basketball over there. You smoke a little bit of weed. You get drug tested, and then all of a sudden you're crying back because, like, you know, you got locked up in jail or whatever the case yeah, may be. Exactly. Won't mention any athlete names, but um. yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about Miss Cleo. Yeah, you know, call Miss Cleo for your free reading. Yeah, that's right. You know, so, um, but yeah, so that's why I chose not to look at discharge. You know, I've been pulled by a couple of other veterans, and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, some of these guys are just, you know." Once a douchebag, always a douchebag, or whatever the case may be. And it's like, you know, okay, that may be, th th there's a percentage that I'll agree with you on that. But just because everybody's got slammed for something doesn't mean that they're a bad person, you know? Some people just end up falling into a bad spiral. Right. And nobody was there to pick them up. And one of our success stories from, you know, the infancy of the program, it was our second year. Uh, going into PBR 2017, we helped a veteran that lived in, uh, uh, I think it was Meadow Estates, the trailer park down there off of Saginaw. And, you know, we've helped him a few times and got him up on his feet. And he was the same thing. He was falling behind, almost going to become homeless and everything. We helped him out. Uh, now we're pretty much very good friends. He comes to my bonfires, hang out. He comes to a lot of our events. He helps out. Uh, he's has a great job you know it's practically a career at this point and he bought his home about two years ago i think out in burton so you had to help so, him a few know. times though it wasn't just so, once didn't do it right but we yeah. helped him with different things it wasn't financial all the time you know sure. his roof was leaking so we went and slapped some uh ceiling on his roof we helped him out with uh flooring you know some of these trailers aren't in the best shape so we went sure. put plywood on the floor put some soft floor in there you know so we've had we've had some veterans where we've continuously helped financially. So like I mentioned, we don't we, we, we want to be a foundation to people to get back on their feet, not a uh, um, an enabler. Enabler, right? Uh, so we take it case by case. And uh, this veteran lives downtown Lapeer, and his SSI hadn't kicked in yet. And his disability was giving him enough money to pay for rent, but he couldn't cover his. Uh, 
his uh, utilities. And the landlord's policy is if you don't pay utilities, you're getting kicked out because I'm not going to lose my, you know, apartment building because your pipe froze and busted everybody else, right? So um, the the Lapeer County VA could only do so much. The VFW could only do so much. You know, they're regulated in certain ways. So what I'm saying here, I'm not taking a dig at anybody. It's just, you know— Every organization's built different, so they have different different rules that they have to follow, whether they're federal, state, or whether it's in their nonprofit charters or whatever the case may be. So, we were the organization for this gentleman that uh, we, you know, for about a year and a half, I think, maybe two years, we covered his utilities. But you know, there was a reason for that. And then once his SSI kicked in, which was what about four months ago. I think and four or five months ago. Well, four or five months yeah, ago. Yeah, four or five months ago. You know, he he's the one that called us. Like, hey, my SSI kicked in. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Have a good day. And it's like, awesome. Thank you. Hey, you need anything, hit us back. And I just happened to be getting something from that part of town one day, and I was parked in front of the apartment building, and he came over. He walked up, and I looked at him like, hey, what's going on? He was like, hey, I'm doing good. I'm like, you do recognize me, right? He's like, yeah, thank you for everything. You know, appreciate it. Right. So we, we, we like those success stories, you know. For sure. Like, all right, it's just, some, just a bridge. Yeah, some, sometimes all it is is just one payment to save somebody from getting foreclosed and get their keep their families housed and get them back on their feet. Sometimes it's something that simple. And the sad part is some of the other organizations, you know, just because, like I said, because of the way their charters are, their laws don't fit the criteria, or they make too much money, they can't help them, or whatever the case may be. I mean, you know, but it is what it is at the end of the day. And um, you know, I was doing some numbers, and uh, you know, end of the year, and in the last as for for a small organization that's existed for about eight years. Um, We've we've done over a hundred thousand dollars in assistance. Wow, that's amazing. So, wow. and the last year was a growth year. Uh, we did thirty five thousand dollars last year. Wow, and a lot of it thanks to these ladies over here. Because, like I said, I mean, it's it's a group effort, right? So teamwork makes the dream work. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so we we did talk about how anybody who wants to donate can donate. Yes. What if somebody needs help? What if we got somebody listening in tonight that? Maybe it's a regular listener. Adam's got a lot of local listeners yep. for his show. So reach um, out to us again. Uh, best way, honestly, through Facebook. Um, get on Facebook, Project Brotherhood Resolve. It'll be the uh, logo with the uh, ribbon. It's a purple and yellow ribbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, click on that. Send us a message. Um, our email is long, projectbrotherhoodresolve at gmail.com. So, sure. Um, unfortunately, PBR.com is taken. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, can't that's use that one. I, I, so, writing, yes, I know, yeah, right? Pabst yeah. Blue Ribbon. I don't, you know, how do you, yeah. So, kind of funny story about Pabst Blue Ribbon. You know, it's, it's uh, and it, it, I didn't name, I, it, I didn't take the initials and figure out a name. I just threw the name out there and it has a little meaning behind it. And uh, it happened to be PBR, but I'm not sure if Pabst's still doing it. But in, in, uh, about 10 years ago, they were they were brewing a beer. And it was called Dog Tag Beer. And it had uh, a dog tag on the can, and it had the information of a fallen service member on it. Okay. Wow. And every can was different. I don't think, I, I'm not sure if there were two that were similar because, you know, we've had so many, but um, I'm not sure if the beer is still out there. The uh, liquor store down the street over here used to carry it, but, you know. You don't get a lot of advertising for it. Sometimes those lines end up drying out and not being produced anymore. But that was kind of cool from PBR. 
for sure. So, so you've got the event coming up. Let's plug that again. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February fourteenth, from five to seven at Tilted Access Brewery on the second floor upstairs. We got room for fifty. We're doing a sip and paint. You get uh, twenty-five dollars entry fee, one glass of wine for free. Uh, you get the paint, and the the uh, guest paint. The guest artist is an army veteran uh, from St. Clair Shores. She's coming up here to guide everybody through the paintings and everything. So, in the, the proceeds go to Project Brotherhood Resolve. So, all the fun, all the money that we raise from the event will go towards our general account, which is the account that we focus on veterans. Perfect. Okay. Very cool. Jolene, Sorry. Katrina, anything to add? Clearly, Joe's the spokesperson. He had you guys here for backup. Um, but no, all of your input uh, was definitely appreciated. Uh, it sounds like you all have either a generational connection yep, um, or a personal connection yep. uh, to this organization. Um, Adam's father uh, was in the military. Thank you for your service. You know. <laughs> My father, unbeknownst to him at the time, uh, he got drafted. And he took his letter down to the Selective Service, and all the other guys in the shop had already gone. But before my dad had left, he was a sheet metal worker. He wasn't like GM shop. He was a sheet metal worker. Before he left, his foreman handed him an envelope and said, you need to take this with you. Because during the draft, if you open the letter from the Selective Service, they choose where you get to go. But if you take the letter down sealed, you can choose where you go. Nice. There's a little bit of a difference. So they didn't tell a lot of people about that, right? We've never experienced the draft before, but right. that was what was going on back then. Uh, the letter that my father took down was actually his work assignment. He didn't know. He was just cutting panels and cutting panels. He was actually building armored plate for tanks. Nice. He didn't know it at the time. Nice. But so he didn't end up going to serve because he was working here at home. Building plating for tanks. So he was down at the Arsenal then, Detroit Arsenal. No, it was right here in Flint. Oh, okay. It was in, yeah, it was right, right in Flint, cool. Michigan. Nice. It was just, he oh, just knew what? he was cutting panels. He didn't know what they were, to him, it's just, yeah. he's got, they just tell him what he needs to make, and that's, that's what, what it was. Yep. Yeah. So a uh, little bit of a different scenario. All right, guys. Well, uh, did we leave anything out? Is there anything that you that's important to you as far as your events that are coming up or things? Because I think we're going to be talking more with you. I think definitely keep an eye on our Facebook page because we always post all of our events on Facebook. Okay. Um, so it's the best way to follow us, keep up on our events. You'll see flyers through town um, as well because we do a lot of footwork as well. Um, but we have events coming like pretty much most of from now through summer. So once a month you pretty much have something going on. Pretty much. Um, sometimes we might have like a pop-up event, which we've had at um, the Doghouse Coffee Shop, veteran-owned business, um, pretty cool place. Um, so we held a couple events there. We did a charades. Comedy show. You had a comedy we show We did there, a dad joke comedy show. Okay. Um, so we might be popping maybe a couple of those up here soon. Okay. Again. <clears throat> but, yeah, follow our Facebook page. Um, we're doing another huge event this year that we're that's in the works. We just got the blueprint together so we've got to do a foot trail on that one to start getting all the people together to make it happen this year but it'll be central um in lapeer and you guys do work with cascadens lounge too right is that what i'm gonna understand so the um tara is awesome she's she's always willing to help us out she's we're doing a comedy show on the 23rd 
uh, of March at the Metamora Alliance Club. It's Battle of the Branches. Uh, we got eight veteran comedians that are gonna, you know, cuss each other out on stage for our entertainment. <laughs> but uh, uh, Tara from Cascade is actually donating uh, the kegs for that event. Oh, nice. Yep. And then uh, E.G. Nix is working on appetizers right now as well. So I want to give him a shout out as well. So very cool. Uh, we've got about seven sponsors that are committed on that right now. We're still we still got about 13 more tables for sponsorship. And we got about 40, t- 40 loose tickets after that, so that way... Make Jeff, sure. right, at EGNX? Yep, Jeff at EGNX. Yep, okay, so, perfect. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, volunteer, sponsorships, um, those Sounds are like the big things. you got a power pack summer. Yeah, we're, we're trying to grow. You know, we're trying to grow. So, like I said, we do financial intervention right now, and uh, we're trying to go into uh, transitional homes and long-term housing. Yeah, with so, your connections to real estate, I'm sure that's going to be a huge help for that. It's it's so. uh, it is. It's just the first couple of steps right now are, are, are difficult. I can't find a lender that uh, would finance uh, that type of project uh, with it being not an investment property. It's sure. a little bit different the way the lenders look at it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm talking to a few different lenders right now to see what they got in their back pockets that they can dig up or how we can go about it. Um, so that's the thing. Um, just making sure the that there there's a place for all our veterans to stay, like you mentioned in, the, in you know before the show started that we got all this money uh, that's going out. And we we have homeless folks here in America, and we got starving folks here in America, and it's like uh, when for, Jolene for, told me the number, but you said 20, yeah. 22. 22 a day for suicide. Yep, and you got about roughly about thirty five to four thousand homeless veterans on the streets every night in in the entire country. So. Um, you sit here and you, you know, there was, there was somebody that did the math just in general, not just like veteran homelessness, just American homelessness in general. Um, if, if, if we take a quarter of what we sent over to Ukraine in the last couple of years, uh, those folks would have their own homes. Sure. You know, so yeah. Yeah. What the yeah. heck? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind of like we talked about off air that I yeah. you know, had someone say, they "You don't know. understand with all the money we have." And in then the country. when you yeah. got when you got private organizations, private nonprofits uh, like Project Brotherhood Resolve that are doing a hell of a better job with assisting veterans than the Department of Veteran Affairs, who is the second largest funded department in our cabinet. Yeah, you know what's it going really on there. It really is a struggle because yeah. you know that's that's the thing. Uh, anyone who enlists in the military, they literally sign up. A yeah. contract for yeah. their life. It's a blank check. We call it. It's a blank check. Yeah, yeah. Up to so. your life. Yep. So, all right. Well, I appreciate all your time tonight, guys. Uh, Joe, Katrina, Jolene, thank you for coming in, and uh, we look forward. I, I'm not sure. Adam talked about stopping in. Uh, his wife's actually working, but it's it's awkward when the two of us show up for a Valentine's event. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We'll put you guys on opposite ends. So. Yeah. Just keep your clothes on. <laughs> just, yeah, just keep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's just going to show up in a beret, That's right? right. <laughs> Woo. Woo-hoo. Oh wait, we, yeah, French. <laughs> I might trade my uh, trade my wine in for beer, but nice. uh, uh, all things aside, I do suspect you're probably going to fill the house that night. So, all right, you got anything further, Adam? Nope. All right, guys, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. The Sessions Concert Series returns to Metamora, Michigan. 
Cascade Lounge is the place to see three great bands that I play on my show that you need in your life. Saturday, February 17th, come on out and see Living AI. Today's okay. And Heat Above, you've heard them on the show, you've loved them, now come see them live. No tickets to buy, no cover, just come on in. It's all taking place at Cascade Lounge in Metamora, Michigan. Saturday, February 17th. Support local music. Swiftla Technology is a Flint-based engineering services company focused on helping you design a technical solution to your business needs. We offer prototype and proof-of-concept services to help you evaluate your idea or workforce augmentation to help you make your idea a reality. Specializing in electronics and software, our team is ready to help you figure out what to build and then help you build it. Find out more at swiftlet.technology. Welcome to Historic Lapeer. Named for the stone that lined the bed of our river, we are a vibrant small town where our residents proudly walk in the footsteps of fur traders and natives. We are born with an independent spirit, and that spirit has lived with us from the early days of dueling courthouses to the east-west rivalries of dueling high schools. We are an unusual oasis, close enough to be truly connected, far enough to be a place apart. We are proud of our past and excited for our future, from our cool new businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, and boutiques, to the huge support for the theater and the arts. We invite you to discover this place we call home, discover why we say Historic Lapeer, remarkably close. Hey, it's the Goat Boy from Open for Discussion, a show where we give the best and worst unsolicited advice. Every week, we ask our audience questions and scour the internet for funny, relatable, and thought-provoking advice that we break down. Ever wanted to know if you're the a-hole in a situation? We got you covered. Join Gator and I every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. for witty banter, insightful conversation, and a general hodgepodge of a good time. Only on SolidStateRadio.net. You can now use your Alexa device to listen to Solid State Radio. Find the Solid State Radio skill in the Alexa app, and she will hook you up with your local alternative fix. Hey, Alexa, play Solid State Radio. Playing Solid State Radio. This is a game changer. This is going to blow things up. Self-destruct mode engaged in 5, 4, 3. No, wait, Alexa, cancel. Just one more way you can enjoy your local alternative, Solid State Radio. Alexa, you crazy around and find out. Are you tired of your project getting outsourced to contractors and subcontractors? Well, these are the sounds of a job well done, and that's what you can expect from Accurate Exteriors. Tony and his team will work with you one-on-one from the estimate all the way to the finished product. Whether it's roofing, siding, or gutters, still have doubts? Check out their five-star ratings. Trust me, they can do it. They also have financing available. Give them a call for a free estimate at 810-394-2597. As I look around the studio and see things hanging on the wall, all the things that we're proud of and that we've done here in the studio and for the community, and I think to myself, how is it Trish does this? Trish over at Hall of Frames does an amazing job. So one day we went over and asked her, Trish, what is it? How do you see these things? She said, it's simple. If you're proud of it, frame it. And that is what she founded her business on. You'll find Hall of Frames at 392 West Nepissing, Suite 3, Downtown Lapeer. Telephone number 810-660-7874. That's 810-660-7874. When was the last time you visited downtown Lapeer? Hey guys, Jim from the Lapeer Main Street Hour here, and I want to invite you to rediscover downtown Lapeer and all that it has to offer throughout the fall and holiday season. With 13 dining establishments to choose from, downtown Lapeer has one of the hottest up-and-coming food scenes in the area. Make it a day and enjoy an afternoon of shopping, arts, and entertainment. With over 180 businesses, downtown Lapeer truly has something for everybody. Great food, shopping, entertainment, and more. Isn't it time you rediscovered downtown Lapeer? 
Hi, I'm Brian Herrick, owner of Happy Days Smoke and More. We're an old-school head shop with a unique atmosphere. We carry local CBD products along with a wide selection of vape and garden supplies, custom-blown glass and etching, also tattoo parlor, bulk tobacco, and much, much more. That makes us one of a kind and no one like us. So come on in and let us help you find what you need. Happy Days Smoke and More is located next to Rick and Nick's Party Store south of Bad Axe. When you want to unwind, Cascadon Lounge in Metamora has everything you need. Hot food, cold drinks, kino, six pool tables, pinball, darts, air hockey. For the musicians, every Thursday night is open mic night. Then on the weekends, Cascadens has the best bands around lighting up their stage. Cascadon Lounge is located at 4099 South Lapeer Road in Metamora. Give them a call at 810-678-2116. That's 810-678-2116. You deserve to relax, and now you know the place. Cascadon Lounge. All right, welcome back, everybody. He's Adam Harahuck, and I'm Drew Duffney, right here on the Blarney Hour. Great conversation with uh, Project Brotherhood Resolve. Yeah, boy, they're a great group. And this was a tough show for me, folks. It really was. Um, it's been a rough week. Uh, I've lost a close friend. I've lost yep. a family member. Uh, it's just been one of those weeks. And so to, to uh, have this interview, it was very uplifting because this is our chance to give back. Yes. Uh, and I'm not trying to have like a Jerry Lewis marathon or any sort of golden hour type opportunity here. I'm not. I'm we not. have we have uh, uh, an avenue to let people know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, kind of our responsibility. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, we, we're a media outlet. Uh, regardless of how much fun we have and, and how many shenanigans actually go on. Or how many we beers do, we drink. Yeah, we do have to get serious once in a while. Yep. So we are going to uh, close out the night. We got some stuff coming up from uh, our old friends, uh, George Miller and the group, uh, Jerry O'Connor and everybody from the Irish Rovers, Ian Miller. My gosh, I, I, it's hard to it's hard to single out just a couple and not name the whole band. Uh, but, you know, they talked about uh, our veterans um, writing a blank check to basically be, be the foundation and build the wall that protects us so that we can sleep at night. Um, and, uh, and, and they said there's no borders to the people that they help. It's not just here in Michigan. It's all over the United States. Yes. And it kind of made us think, uh, especially Adam, he's like, you know, that's a perfect fit, uh, for the Irish Rover song. Uh, no rules or borders. Uh, good night, everybody from the Blarney Hour, but stick around for Solid State Sessions right here on Solid State Radio. <laughs> young and foolish, I joined to be a soldier. They marched me up and down the town with a gun upon my shoulder. I fought in bloody battlefields where many's the life was squandered. I didn't like the job at all, so I did me hitch and wander. To hell with all your orders, I want no rules or borders. I spend me time around and round, drinking pints of porter. By God, I had a wife one time, but we were badly mated. We argued this, we argued that, and now we're separated. And if by chance I pass her by, I'm always right and civil. Good morning to you, ma'am, says I, to hell with you, she sniffles. To hell with all your orders, I want no rules or borders. I spend me time around and round, drinking fights of order. There's some who do their daily toil and seem to be contented. If that was me, it'd whinge all day and no doubt be demented. I tip me hat to workers all who 
situation I'll never be which they far It's not me life's vocation To hell with all your orders I want no rules or borders I spend me time rambling round
Hey guys, my name is Arissa Kelly. I'm a professional foot archer all the way from London, and you're listening to the Blarney Hour on Solid State Radio. And when I was a baby boy, me mammy says to me, don't play around with them Irish girls, they never let you be. So I went off to Dublin to see what I could see. They filled me up with whiskey boys. They never let me be, I miss my home. Chimney stacks in the cobble streets I know. Wherever I go, when I find myself alone, I close my eyes and the memories take me home. And when I was a little boy, me mammy says to me, To see what I could see They filled me up with hula ah. They never let me be I miss my home Chimney stacks in the double streets I know Wherever I go When I find myself alone I close my eyes and the memories take me home And when I was a young man Me mammy says to me Stay away from all them Yankee girls They'll never let you be I went to New York City to see what I could see. They put mustard on me, hot dog lads. They never let me be, I miss my home. Chimney stacks in the double streets I know. Wherever I go, when I find myself alone, I close my eyes and the memories take me
When the sun goes down over Dublin town, the colors will last for hours, oh. The lights come on, the night's a song, and the streets all turn to gold. A gentle mist called heaven's kiss, like teardrops off an angel's wing. Don't you know you'll cleanse your soul with a walk in the Irish rain? Oh, Catherine, take my hand, I've got three pounds and change. I'll sing you songs of love again, and when I get too drunk to sing, we'll walk in the Irish rain. Forevermore I'll step ashore, my sailing days are over, oh, through time and tide I'm by your side, together we'll grow old. I threw my sea bag in the bin and brought these pretty flowers home, kiss me Kate, we'll celebrate before the bloom is gone. Oh, Catherine, take my hand, I've got three pounds and change, I'll sing you songs of love again when I get too drunk to sing, we'll walk in the Irish rain. Tinker and a tailor and a drunken old sailor They all get together and they start to play Time stands still while they sing their fill And they'll shout till the break of day A sweet little lady with a glass of stout Sipping it down till the foam runs out She'll help her old man home again With a walk in the Irish rain Oh, Catherine, take my hand I've got three pounds and change I'll sing you songs of love again And when I get too drunk to sing We'll walk in the Irish rain 